0: But comes out to Essien
1: Oh my goodness it,
0: it's a counter Strict attack, attack. On Didier and now he's in the
1: middle of it it stretch it stretch it mix it stretch it. 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 it no yeah. and Didier Drogba it Drogba in the center oh. just came to Unbelievable, money, the world, In money, as money, 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chelsea Hour. Uh, it's your boy Jerry, uh, and I'm here with uh, one of Chelsea Hour's finest, Babs. How's it going? Oh man, it's, it's not been good, Jerry. Man, it's not been good. <laughs> you know, this this this
0: week has been this week has been expensive, and Chelsea—they haven't really helped. You know, anything to make it better. Because you know, you know, with football, that is, as when you're a child, football you know, football's like your your thing. And as you grow up, it becomes your escape from you know your everyday life. You know when things are going wrong in life, you know, you go to, you come back to football, you know, you come back to football for your joy, your happiness, you know, an escape from life. Just, uh, you know, just, you just want to see your team do well, play some nice football, you know, put a smile on your face. But, you know, lately Chelsea have not really been doing a, a, a great job of doing that. Uh, what about you, Jerry? How are you doing? Hey, there's, no are
1: doing es- me? there's no escape. There's no hope. What uh, we have is this. <laughs> uh, but to be honest, like I've, I've. I remember when I was when I was a, a, a kid and watching football. One loss could really ruin like my my whole week, um, but after I think it was the Jose season. After, you know, at a certain point you just got to, you got to choose yourself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that Jose season when we were like 16th, I just became numb to it all. And I, I tell you what, Tuchel brought the feeling back. Tuchel brought the feeling back, but since then, it's it's not been good. Um, speaking of not good, we have just been blammed by Liverpool. Um, I believe the official term is fish filleted. Um, and, you know, going into the game, I think we've had, I think, three or four draws uh, in the Premier League um over the past couple of years so i think that gave us a level of confidence we also played liverpool on the first game of the season uh and uh, had a pretty good performance i think one of our best performances this season actually would you say um so babs what was your what was your feeling going into the game was it was it one of confidence like i've just uh, said or were you a bit more worried <coughs>
0: Honestly, what 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 to Kudos ah like <laughs> Kudos to me, the same way he, he too was lost for his brother coming into this game. Listen, I, I was I wasn't sure, man, because I'm not gonna lie, I was I was trying to find as many plans as possible for the game to to get into thinking. Hmm, if I if I go if I go to gym at this time, I'll be able to miss the game, come home, you know, not have to go through any of that sadness. But then what happened? Life got in the way. I couldn't get to the gym. I was like, you know what? Let me go home, watch the game. I sat down, I saw the lineup. I was like, you know what? This lineup is, you know, is it's a bit it's a bit positive, more positive than usual. You know, I I like the fact that we've got two wingers for once. And then I remembered, man. I remembered Pochettino and his love for Gallagher in the 10. Pochettino and his love for having, you know, center back to back and just the overall build-up, it's is like I, I was saying in, in the Chessy group chat w- with the rest of you guys, you know, every time I want to give Potcher a, a chance, he just, he just reminds me of who he is, you know, he just reminds me of who he is and, and and so far, you know, it's it's just been nothing short of pathetic and coming into this game, I tried to be as positive as I could be, but man, I wasn't looking forward to it and what, what can I say? I'm not going to get into the game yet, but going into the game, I just was not confident at all, but, What about you,
1: Jerry? How how were you feeling going into the game? Uh, To be honest, um, I didn't know what to expect uh, because I watched Liverpool's game against Bournemouth. I think it was before the little break, and they were just—I just—I wasn't blown away by them, but they were just a very effective team. Um, And knowing that we. We've struggled at times with that. I thought, I, th- I just thought it would be a draw. Um, I thought we usually raise our game uh, for these big games. Uh, this season, I can think back to Spurs, obviously, Man City, Liverpool, going back to the start of the season. Um, I- I'll just leave out that Manchester United game. <laughs> uh, the lesser about that, the better, but... Generally, under whatever has been, uh, we've been under uh, these big games, we've we've been able to raise our game. So, going into it, I just I saw the lineup and I thought, okay, this is this is a solid lineup. We've got players returning. Um, we've got options off the bench if needed. Um, I wasn't really sure what the tactical plan was going to be, but I was confident of at least the performance. Maybe not a result uh as as it transpired uh i got neither <laughs> um you, you you spoke briefly about um you know your assessment of Poch going into this game um and you know him you giving him a chance and him letting you down um uh, is there an element of that on the players uh, i've seen a lot of responses or different i've seen the blame game essentially going around uh, before we get into the game, I just want to. Uh, up to this point, who does the who who does the blame lie on for you? Like, we've been under Burley management for was it eighteen months, uh, or t- two years, however long it's been. Um, some players have only been here since summer. Who who does the blame lie with for you, Babs?
0: You know, I think it's a mixed bag, and I think at the end of the day it starts from the top in the days the owners you know the, the board they've put there the recruitment team they've put there you've got to start from there you just got to weed your way down you know it, it's these guys who brought these plays together and i think there's a lot of talented players but the way in which they've done it i don't think it i don't think it was the best you know especially the, i think in january transfer in the last year was definitely like the the first like warning signs just in terms of like the, the pure quantity of plays they brought in at one time mid-season you know, you look at last season whereby we had a disjointed preseason. You know, we were traveling all over the country and in, in in the states. You know, we were being waved around as, you know, Todd's, You know, new shiny new twin. I get it. You know, you wanna you wanna obviously you know advertise your team, but there's definitely a ways to do that. And you start from there, and the players don't have any, you know, fitness in their legs. You saw the Arsenal game; they looked so sharp when us. We were just flat on our feet. You know that, that you, you just start from there. Then you weed your way, surely, slowly but surely. You know call wasn't there, man. That was obvious. But if you're going to want to bring in another manager, in my opinion, it would have been best you did it during the preseason. So you let the manager, you know, set his ideals, set up his team in a way that you want to go with. Obviously, they sacked him early on in the season. They brought in their manager. Things weren't the best, obviously. You know, I don't think anybody can pretend that. You know, whether you're a Potter fan or not, like me, you can pretend that. But there's definitely caveats in the, in the lack of preseason and, and the fact that when you add so many players in at once, you know, it's not going to be helpful. And there were loads of reports of, you know, players having to stay outside of the training, of the dressing room. You know, it was like a youth club up in there. You, you look <laughs> at that, then you then go to the fact that they've obviously sacked him, mid not mid-season, but towards the end of the season, and they brought in Lampard. You know Now you've brought even more disarray. So now you've got a group of players, half of which are wanting to leave. Another half of which only just got here. You know, they they don't know the country, they don't know the club, they don't know the league. I mean, within that group, you've got the, you know, the odd players, you know, the Thiago Silva, the James Jameses that have already already been here and they're going to stay. But there were just so many things that they've obviously done wrong, and I think the blame has to lie with the owners. You know, at the end of the day, um, you weird your way down from the owners to the to the recruitment team. Again, as I said, they've definitely brought in some talented players. But the sheer quantity of which they've done it. I don't know if he's been the best. You then work your way down to how they've actually um, assembled the squad. You know, you look at the, the age profile of the team. I think there's a, there's, a, there's a nice mixed bag. But if you go to last season's transfer window, you know they obviously went for the more senior figures. So you know, like the the yeah. the Cookarella who was used to the league, Sterling who was used to the league, and they've gone from that suddenly switched all the way to another extreme in terms of getting players who are young know, high potential, exciting. So you've got a mixed bag. So you've got the players like Sterling, who want to win now. In Kunku's probably going to look to win now. And then you've also got the project players, you know, the Madiwekes, the Chukwamekas, the um, the Mudricks, and so on and so forth. So you've got such a mixed bag. And I don't think it's a terrible, terrible thing to do, but when you're chopping and changing managers so often, I just don't think it allows you to set your, to set your um, the club's ID, you know. And I think, coming into it, I think that's one thing that, that Ernest was definitely failed in like, what what do these guys actually want to make Chelsea? You know, is it is it a team that want to compete now? Because, you know, they, they were saying, I don't know if you remember, but they were saying we want to win now, you know, we want to win. There was a lot of winning talk, but then all of a sudden, you know, they're now gone, you know, the, the youth, the youth um, route, you know, trying to do the whole Project 2030. And I understand where they're coming from with that, but I feel like sometimes you've got, you've got to at least build from one from one end before you then go all the way to another extreme, and yeah. I think that's a big, big problem. The next one then is the players. Um, For me personally, I'm always a bit worried about when it comes to critiquing players, you know, especially like, for instance, like a Mudric, You know, it's not his fault we splashed 60-odd million on him, you know, despite the fact they we were chasing Liao for half the season. You know, a player that's obviously had barely even a thousand minutes for Shakhtar, whatever ridiculous the stat it was. You know, it's not his fault he's been chucked into the deep end. It's not Maduakis' um, fault that he's been charged in the deep end, you know, coming up seasons at PSV, where he's only been able to play half a season, twice in a row, you know, due to injury. And at the end of the day, yeah, the players definitely do deserve critique because some of their actual output and their execution has definitely been beyond poor. Beyond poor. And I don't think you can just solely lie the blame on the on the manager. It's also the players on the pitch. Now, it's not the manager going to control their legs. It's not FIFA. you know. At the end of the day, they're professional footballers, they're training week in, week out. You would expect some sort of, you know, output. And to be fair to them, some of them have actually be able to do that. You know, Jackson, even though he's not been the best, you know, he's got a good amount of goals and assists. You know, Sterling he's been quite effective. You know, Madiweke towards the side of the season has been quite effective. You know, Mudrick's had a couple games here and there. But I think whilst you can critique the players, I think at the end of the day, the, the blame does lie at the board. You know, the way they've put the team together, the way they've, you know, and change managers is is worrying, and I don't think it's, it's 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 beyond repair. I just think a lot of it is going to need is going to need to be with them. Actually, you know, owning up to the owning up to their issues, and it may be a bit weird of a suggestion, but they've got to speak with the fans. You know, coming in, they spoke about how the fact that you know they wanted to have this clear, and honest communication with the fans. You know, we haven't actually heard from them. You know, since God knows when, so. I feel like to at least, you know, send a message to fans. I think that can at least help them get, get us on the side. You know, let, let us know what their message is. You know, there were a lot of, um. remember there was, there was those um interviews that Bowley had done from 2019 when he first initially tried to get the club. There were a lot of those that came up, you know, about these big ideas. So at least, you know, come and at least let the fans know. Give, give us Give us something, you know, give us something to look forward to. Give us something to, you know, get behind the team. You know, I think that's the, another thing that they, they, they really need to actually sort out. You know, they need to get the, the fans back on side because, you know, at the stadiums, you know, the, the fans there, you know, you know how it is at Stafford Bridge, you know, a lot of groans, you know, yeah. annoyed fans. So they've got to really try and cultivate a culture whereby the fans are supporting the players. You know, they're not just supporting winning. And I know Chelsea's a club of winning. You know, we want to get back there, but you've got to support the players too so that they can actually, you know, get that extra boost. You know, we're, we're the 12th man for a reason, you know, so... As I said, I think the blame is definitely at the at the at the um, ownership. After that, you can then go to the recruitment team. After that, you can then go to the manager, because I think the manager has been, been absolutely prophetic. He introduced me to a vibe you couldn't maintain in pre-season. I've seen a team with good structure, you know, consistent pressing patterns, well usage of, of players in 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 ideal profiles, and he's all of a sudden just chucked it to the wayside and. He's you know, he came in speaking a big talk, you know, about winning, you know, what it means to Chelsea. And he was really humbled by the league, you know, within God knows how many games where he was like, you know, this isn't the same Chelsea at all. So I think the manager has a lot, you know, to, to really hold his hands up to because it's been pathetic. I don't think I don't think he deserves any praise. The only thing I can really praise him for has been the fact that I feel like in transition we've become a lot better in terms of winning the ball. And actually, counter-attacking teams. You know, we've created quite a few chances through that through that avenue. We scored a few goals through that avenue as well. I think that's definitely a big thing in terms of the high turnovers. But outside of that, you look at the the you look at the build-up. You look at the defense defensive structure. It's it's just it's, it's shocking. You know, it's, it's it's elementary stuff. It's really really worrying, and you just wonder where we're going to go from here because you looked at that game. You know, yesterday against Liverpool one of the most simple things to do, you know, in terms of either tucking in one of your four backs into the midfield to support the structure or allowing one of your other um, of the two in terms of um, Connor Gallagher and Enzo to drop in to support Caicedo and often them pass an angle. He, and he doesn't leave those. We had a flat back, we had a flat back of four and a one. And what, what ends up happening there is the moment those, the, any of those defenders pass the ball to Caicedo, he's swarmed by Nunes, um Jota, and their other attack, you know, you're, you're sworn by three, so it's, it's basically a 3 free v one. And these things that they're, they're just so basic that you, you really start to wonder, wonder yourself: is, is is Poch seeing this? You know, and if he is seeing this, what is he what is he doing in in, in training? You know, what what makes him think this is gonna work? That's that's my main worry, with Poch. What what makes him th- what makes he th- what makes him think this is gonna work? Because it's re- uh, really really bad. Like it's really really bad.
1: Do you know why, for, for me, it's so hard to shake Poch's responsibility in, in all of this? Because in as much as we are in the situation that we're in now, we have the inputs from the owners in the off-season. Um, bro, you're,
0: you're Pot- even saying off-season, man. They, they've got yeah, to you, Yeah, yeah, they, they got they, me, They've bro. got to you, man. They've got to you.
1: Hey, listen. We have how, the- how
0: much did they pay you, Jerry?
1: <laughs> undisclosed fee, undisclosed fee. Um, no, but we've got we've got the inputs from the owners um, out of season or whatever they've done up until this point. We've got the players. The one person who has the power to control the situation right now in the present is Potch. And whether that's by putting the players in a um, tactical structure or whatever, or the lineup, um, stopping things that he doesn't like and starting things that he wants to see, whatever it is, he's the one who is sitting in the middle of it all. Uh, and it's his job as a manager. He he can influence both the owners, um, so managing up, and then the players managing down. And that's the benefit of being a manager. And it takes me back to something that Dan always says, where he, he, he talks about how big of an influence the manager is. And for me, that rings true. I, I just can't escape the feeling that someone, with all the complaints that we have about the squad, someone could come in and be doing a far better job just the basic things. I mean, we can still lose. And and I think that's the thing with this project, right? We can still lose this game. Um, but there's a manner in which we play and the, the manner in which we lose that, that the fans can come up, can come out of it and be thinking, OK, you know what? We didn't quite have enough to win, but with the structure we have in place, I can see maybe in two years, Mudrik, maybe he'll be a bit better and then we can do that and then we can get a crack in, like... But what, what we're just seeing is um, a coach who is complaining about injuries as if we're the only team in the Premier League who, who gets injuries, as if, you, as if injuries are something new that you can't legislate for. Um, not only is he complaining about injuries, but he doesn't seem to have put um, an imprint on this squad that's working. And while I believe as a coach, you know, you should stick um, with stick to your guns. Um, I think you also have to recognise when it's not working uh, and adjust. And, you know, I was listening to uh, another podcast and they were they were actually talking about one of the things, one of the main things that were, was a positive the last time we played Liverpool and had been a positive for the first few games of the Premier League season. And it was that midfield balance. Um, the balance that we had with Enzo, Caicedo and Gallagher. And uh, if you Cast Gallagher's recent performances out of your mind. There was a point in the season where it was a good, uh, a balanced unit. Um, Where it was sort of Enzo and Calcedo were the deeper ones, and Gallagher was sort of roaming. Right now, uh, maybe this is a good segue into into the game. Um, Right now, it looks like in the big games, Poch is going to favour. Um, the false, sort of false nine. But that just leaves, you know, a whole other set of of, of issues or things that you sacrifice for, for a false nine. So I, I remember at a point in the game, I think it was 20 minutes in uh, and I think we'd gone past the half airline like once or twice. And I was like, wow, this is, this is going to be a long night. Um, so what, what what did you see, Babs, What in the first half? What was your assessment of, our, of of the start of the game, the way we set up, the the, the tactical plan that we had? Um, and also, if you could, obviously we had a few players coming back, but we, yeah, what was your assessment of, of the performances, of the tactical plan uh, that we had in the first half? I don't even know. Sorry? I, was, I, I don't even know. I, I
0: don't know like that's that's the honest reaction i don't know what to even make of that first half i honestly don't know smith you know there was like something ridiculous. like we we had one shot and it was that enzo shot where he took him from the edge out of the box you know we we couldn't even get into their into their final third
1: yeah we couldn't get past the halfway line we we, we, we could barely even
0: get past. the only way we could actually build up past the halfway line was 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 getting it down the channels and even that
1: that's not really
0: easy that's not really really
1: Palmer strength, exactly
0: it? it's not really Palmer's Palmer strength at all and you, you literally only have to look at the, the stats you know the first half we had three shots in their in their penalty area to their 27.
1: yeah
0: that that that, that alone should tell you just how difficult we found it to actually get into any sort of danger area I know there's a lot of people make the point of you know the penalty which we should have had earlier which I definitely agree with it was a, it was a penalty in my eyes but you look past that, three touches in the opposition box, to 27, that's, that's alarming. That is well and truly alarming. And you just have to really question what Pot is doing in the training ground, as I, as I said before, because that choice of build-up with the flat four, then Kaiseido, then Enzo and Gallagher playing as second strikers, it wasn't yeah. working in game week three. It wasn't working in game week 10. It sure as hell isn't working in Game Week Twenty Two, so I'm not exactly sure what Posh is trying to do. I'm not sure what he's trying to cook, but it's horrible. It is really, really horrible. And man, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I can keep trying to support him, but he's he's leaving me in a bad place right now, man. It's 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 just it's just it's just horrible. Like there's no word to describe it other than horrible.
1: Someone needs to ask him about this uh, Gallagher role. Um, because I don't understand. Oh, sorry, Enzo. Enzo. Um, I don't understand what he's looking for from Enzo pushing him high early. I think I could understand maybe the, the logic of Enzo wanting to be further forward and affect the game in attacking areas. In my mind, he's better coming from deep later in the move when we when the the move is already established and then getting into the box. His goal against Middlesbrough was it Middlesbrough? Yeah, his goal against Middlesbrough. If you watch the play progresses and he comes from deep, makes a run into the box, and then scores from that, he's not the one who's bringing the ball down and laying it off. Um, so I think that that's gen that's also a concern. The difference in how Enzo is perceived this season to last season is also crazy. Um, I think when when he came into the league and he, he started playing, uh, although the squad wasn't doing well, his talent was like undeniable. You could you could see that we'd bought maybe he wasn't worth 100 million, but you could see we'd bought a, a great player and he was starting to find his feet in the Premier League. But now it, it's almost like in the reverse, it, uh, and I think this is a, the case of a lot of these players. When they came in, um, it's almost like you could flip it on its head. They're playing now uh, like they should have when they just came in. And it it seems like a lot of the players have regressed. Um, And that that first half, not just Enzo, but obviously we had uh, Captain Fantastic, uh, the vice-captain of the club, uh, Ben Chilwell come back. And looking at that first half, you know, I find a big reason why we couldn't progress play um, was we, we didn't have any options in the midfield. Um, they suffocated the wide areas as well. Um, and chore was just a turnover machine. It, it was insane. I don't, I don't know how many passes um, he completed in that, in that first half, but it was not good. Um, and you can put that down to rust. Uh, He he hasn't really played many minutes, obviously, since he's been back. But uh, you also want a a lot more from him, Um, and I feel like these moments they're a test of of leadership. And he just does. He didn't seem like he 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 was up he was up for it. Um, and then obviously going into the second half, uh, Poch rang the changes at half time. Uh, we had Inkunku come on, Mudric um, and I believe it was Gusto. Uh, Gusto yeah, at halftime, um, and then Chukwueke came on uh, later on, and there was a uptick in obviously the performance. By the end of the game, we still had only 0.5 xg compared to Liverpool's 2.9, um, but we managed to get at them a little bit more. Um what did you think of the second half lineup? It's obviously a, a lot closer to our strongest lineup. Did anyone stand out for you? Um did you see any, any tweaks in, in, in the performance that we can take as positives going forward?
0: Um, I guess the most the main positives for for me were players in there. In their strongest position. So, for instance, Gusta, right back. I thought he came and had a solid cameo. You know, he was strong on the ball, won his duels. You know, technically secure, and he created a really nice chance on Modric, which he obviously um kind of lost composure for and missed. Um, so that was a positive because I know a lot of people haven't been impressed with um, Gusta going forward as much as him defensively, and I think that's definitely an area whereby he he actually has to his game. He's not been able to exemplify But Yesterday, um, he definitely showed that, which was good. Um, and Kunku. He looked quality. He looked. He looked like a player that hadn't been injured for like the last nine odd months. You know, he looks like a player that's, that that's basically just been playing week in week out. You know, you look at the sharpness for his goal. You know, the sharpness for it in terms of receiving the ball. You know, playing off his teammates. Very very impressive. So I thought Chukwemeka was also quite impressive as a as a final as a middle third connector. You know, he's definitely a, pro, uh, a profile we miss in terms of someone that can get the ball in the, in the middle of the park and dribble up the dribble up the pitch. So having him there, I think that'd be a massive value add, especially when you compare him to the likes of Conor Gallagher, whose technical security is as strong as a, is as strong as a match in a door. You know, so I think that was definitely a positive day. You obviously got the assist for Nkunku. Um, in terms of Modric, he's more or less what I expect from him. You know, a player that's not really experienced, doesn't have the minutes in in, in his legs, and he didn't. I know there was that article that came out, you know, says of how often he's he's been dep- dispossessed of the ball. I mean, his first couple of touches and that game yesterday kind of showed that, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't protect the ball very well. His dribbling style can be quite erratic. His run choices are quite confusing. You know, times whereby he should be stretching the pitch, he's running inwards. You know, blocking his teammates' lanes, and there's just so many things for me which are just amateur hour, and you would have hoped that coaching could have helped with that, but seemingly he looks as he looks as if he's even regressed from last season to be totally honest with you and that's quite worrying in in, in itself because we did see some from last year and you would have hoped that you know you would have been a, a, a able to kick from to kick on you know but as i said you know he's still a inexperienced player there's a player with not many minutes in his, in his legs so he's going to need a lot of minutes to actually develop and find what he actually is but then then there is a question of is that going to be worth it you know going forward for, for a team that's gonna going, to, going to want to obviously be getting up the table in terms of position but in terms of subs I thought you know in Kuhn and Gusto I definitely thought they put a good account from themselves it showed that just the natural benefit of having players in um positions that can definitely help um, in terms of the second half performance I wasn't impressed personally I thought that it was a symptom of the fact of Liverpool's comfort in the fact that obviously they were 2-0 up by that point. You know, it was smooth sailing. So they were obviously gonna let us have the ball a lot more. But then you look at where we had the ball, it wasn't really exactly in the most dangerous of, of areas. Again, you know, the first half, as I said, we had three touches in the independent area. we had six in the second half, you know, so double. So it was a it was an uptick, but it wasn't really, you know, enough. It's, we're not getting the ball in dangerous areas enough, you know, against against Derby. We didn't get it born in enough case
1: them yesterday, and that in itself is, is definitely a problem area. Um, that's a that's a so just just a, to to drill in on a, on that point. So one of the positions we've been linked in is obviously a forward uh, striker. But it, if we do get a striker in, do you think that solves all our problems, or is there is there a wider creation problem in the team? Um, you know what.
0: I've been impressed about creation in terms of how we put chances on, on, on a striker's um a striker's plate. I think the progression now is how that's going to translate into bigger games. That makes sense because, for instance, if, if we were to look at our big game performances this season, City was definitely the one which obviously stands out in terms of us, you know, creating chances, you know, getting in good areas. Um, United obviously that was horrible. Tottenham there was a caveat <laughs> of the fact that they had you know few men set off, and even then, we were struggling to get the ball, you know, in dangerous yeah.
1: areas. Um, Newcastle, Arsenal, as well, Arsenal, yeah,
0: yeah. Newcastle got Arsenal. I, I wasn't even that impressed. I thought the, the performance was better against Arsenal. We, we were 2 0, we should have dropped it, but in terms of attacking wise, I don't think it was amazing. Um, you then look at what, what was the other game against a big team? Um, it would have, been, would have been, yeah, you're at the Newcastle game, and even then, yeah, it's not impressive, but. You look at the games in between, you know, like the the Lutons, we scored a couple goals, the the, the Sheffields, the Palaces we scored a couple goals, Brighton we scored three, you know, Burnley we scored four, Fulham we scored two, so we're able to score goals against the teams what we should be. So, if that can translate, you know, with a goal scorer there in terms of winning the games that we should be winning, then I think it will definitely be an uptick. But I think the progression now is how we're going to be challenging the better teams because we we definitely had better performances. In terms of how we fared in the midfield battle, but in terms of actually like get translating into creating chances and you know just pinning pin teams back in their final third rather than just the middle third, then that yeah. for me, I guess is the next question.
1: Right. Um, I don't know what you what you think about that, Jerry yourself. For me, I think I would like to see the impact of a of a competent striker on this team because uh not only is it sometimes these strikers have a almost magnetic effect so it causes everyone in the team to look for them um they generally have a uh, good movement uh, which obviously makes the supporting player's job easier but i can't i think in in the big games that's definitely my assessment and i, and I agree with what you said but i still can't help Thinking where we're still missing something against low blocks, and obviously, low blocks will be 60 to 70 percent of the games you'll play, um, in a season. That's that's essentially your bread and butter. So, I still think we need a little bit more creation wise. I think I was watching the it was just highlights of the Arsenal, um, was it Nottingham Forest they played, um, wherever Arsenal's my most recent game is, was, um. And one thing that immediately stood out to me was when they were faced with a low block in and around the box, the passes and the rotations between the players. So if someone wasn't in space, they would uh, sort of maybe run out into the space, sorry, run out of the space. uh, Someone would fill the space and that movement would disrupt the back line. Um, They also weren't scared to pass it in and around the box. It was sharp. Um, Obviously, this wasn't the case the whole game. but. that just that stood out to me because we generally tend to avoid that area around the box um within the the confines of the of the of the penalty box uh, we generally tend to go around it and try to penetrate in the wide areas um so for me that that sort of creation if we're going to become a team that focuses on the wide areas and just crosses uh, i think most of the teams in the premier league would be happier with that um I think we we miss a level of cuteness um, in terms of seeing the pass and executing it. I think Cole Palmer has done uh, brought us some way uh, some progress uh, towards that. But I still think looking at the attackers we we have on our our books, I don't. I just don't think a striker will be enough and will be the the the, the, the solution to all our problems. Uh, I want Sterling gone. Um, get that guy out of here, man. Um, I don't think he's the problem, but I think uh, uh, going back to last season and this season, um, this transition or this revolution to youth players and looking at under twenty threes, uh, exciting under twenty threes. The transition would have been would have gone a lot smoother if the senior players had stepped up. Um, and taking up the mantle, but they've just—they've been playing as inconsistently and at the level of these of these younger players coming into a new country, um, their first big move. It's—it's it's a lot to deal with. So, you—you—you you, you would hope they would have the guidance and leadership of the senior players, but that's not really been the case. I think Thiago Silva obviously stands out um but i've i've been really disappointed in Sterling, to be honest um i going from the forward line actually to the back line uh, i think we one positive for me that's come out of this game is was the performance of petrovic um what what are your thoughts on on petrovic so far
0: um smooth steady doesn't take any risks tall tall
1: tall <laughs> You know, he's,
0: he's a he's a steady keeper. He does the job. You know, he's the kind of keeper that you want to have. You don't want to be saying his name constantly, you know, out of worry. You know, he, he saves what he needs to save. He goes above and beyond, you know, who he saves. I I'm definitely confident in the fact that he can definitely be the number one going forward. I don't think he's given us any worries. The only thing, I guess, worried worrying is distribution. Even then, he keeps it relatively simple. Yeah. How he plays out from the back. Um, you look also like in terms of his claims, they're definitely a big positive. Um, but yeah, I definitely then the next thing will definitely be in terms of the distribution. But so far I don't see any reason for why he shouldn't be
1: the number one going forward. And I, and I think with the with the distribution, for me it's it's gonna be one of two things. Either a coach will come in or potch um, will ask him to do something he's not comfortable with, um, and he will have to improve, or we'll have to sacrifice that element of build up. Because I mean, I agree. With you. He, he he, in terms of keeping it simple, he does he does generally do not overcomplicate it. And when he when he's when in doubt, he gets rid of it. Um, but in terms of his main job uh being a keeper he's I think he's he's I can't think of any goals really that we've conceded that I thought he he could have done a bit better on that or that you would expect him to save um so I think he's done really well coming in uh and I think he can definitely be to stake a claim for number one um I think we we definitely have problems in other areas um that we need to deal with first. So I mean I, I don't know when the return of Sanchez is, but it's going to be interesting to see what Poch does um with that in, in that regard. I think yeah. Sanchez, I'm pretty sure is he is he not been is he been on the bench?
0: Is he not been back back or already, or is he is he still like fully out?
1: I don't remember yes, seeing that.
0: Okay, fair enough, but yeah, that, but yeah, no, you're, you're definitely right, I guess. It would definitely be interesting to see how we how he deals with that because that would be another failing feast to bring him back in personally. Yeah, that would that'd be crazy.
1: Um, we haven't seen our goalkeeper pass the ball to opposition in months. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, sort of rounding up from the, from the Liverpool game, obviously, uh, hashtag not good. Uh, some nasty nasty performances um but you know like Poch said it is just one game uh, we don't need to define our season uh by this game uh but i i came across an interesting you know stat uh, and that was you know we're 22 games into this season uh 10 points sorry 10th position. Uh, 31 points, uh, one goal difference. After 22 games last season, uh, we were 10th, 31 points, and one goal difference. And that gave me two or three questions about this this Chelsea project project so far. The first one was, is this just the level of the squad? Um it's a remarkable consistency to be honest if you ask me um do we need to the second question was do we need to reevaluate our strategy as a club on the whole um and we've had obviously the, the same players um and Potch has well similar sort of team to last season and Potch hasn't been able to do any better at least statistically with the additions that we've made what's the, what's your assessment of of the progress that we've made this season i think you go think about that question again
0: as in progress i don't if there hasn't been any progress bro it's been stagnation you know, <laughs> you know uh, it's um, but like you said it, it does bring a lot of questions apart because that that level of consistency You know, it should be bringing red flags for the ownership and the guys up top in terms of what's going on. You know, in terms of what they've managed to cook up so far and where the club is seemingly going. Because one season of finishing mid-table, you know, we've done that before, you know, under the the previous ownership. But back-to-back seasons, that's something that I don't think anybody could fathom. As, as a Chelsea fan, you know, you're, you're looking back at God knows how many years in terms of the last time that's happened. And you just have to think to yourself, is is this going to be what it is for Chelsea going forward? Or are we just going to be a mid table team going forward? Like I'm, I'm checking now, you know, in terms of the last time we finished back to back mid table. And I'm and the last time we did that was 1994, the 1994 slash 1995 and 1995 slash 1996 season. That was the last time we finished Back to back mid-table and those seasons were both 11th.
1: Heritage. <laughs> Go back to the seasons were
0: 11th. That was so long ago that it was one of the seasons was during the time where there was 42 games in the Premier League.
1: Yikes.
0: So that to tell you just long just how long ago that was. Uh, yeah. Um if this was to happen, serious question needs to be also Ownership in particular. Definitely the manager, but the ownership as well, because the club you- is under their stewardship, and this is the, this is where they're seemingly taking us.
1: So do do you think do you think what Poch needs is just more time, another season, to I really think, get his? Oh, the, the 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 only time Poch has got going for me is to the end of the season.
0: Yeah. After after that, when, when's, when's the last game? Thirty first of May. Just just pack just pack your bag, bro. Just Pack your bag. Pack pack your suitcase. In fact, never pack anything. Just leave. <laughs> leave the barbecue. Leave the lemons. We'll sort that out for you, man. But just just leave, man. Just just leave. Don't, don't even come back to London. You he should, you should be banned from London because what he's managed to throw up, I, I don't know how he can retrieve it, you know, for the rest of the season. There's been so many chances for him to turn it around, you know, take the team back to even basics and just play a basic game of football. But this level of basic is even more than basic. I don't know how that's even possible, but... What he's managing to cook up, is it is it, it, genuinely worrying. I don't know if you can hear my voice. I'm I'm, I'm confused. I, I don't know what to say.
1: Yeah, I not can... know what to,
0: I, I, I I'm looking at this team. And I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what he's trying to do. I, yeah. I don't think I'm, even even Lampard, as bad as he was here, yeah, I can see what he's trying to do. What he should do, what you should, do, what you should, should do was shit. But I can see what he's trying to do. This, God, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm really really confused. I'm baffled. Like, I'm genuinely baffled.
1: Pro, you analyze the well. I analyze the games, and I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? Like, what is the? Because usually we have these things, you can see the end goal is kind of not, it's not not being executed well, or um, you know, we we might just not have the players for what he's trying to do. But this is this is so confusing, um, and I I wish we had Jermaine on because Jermaine can always see the sort of see the see a different side, um. Of 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 things with Poch, but I think uh oh, wow, I just saw some crazy news: Jesse Lingard closing on a move to South Korean league. Wow, hey, Poch, 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 there's a, a job there for you, my guy. There's a joke there for you, my guy. Hey, South Korea's new Saudi. um yeah I, I i'm really i'm 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 at a loss with with Pochettino. i i didn't realize this was how it was going to turn out and I, with 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 grandpa obviously there wasn't i think a lot of his problems stemmed from the size of the squad he had to deal with and just a lot of the he obviously his personality didn't really Convince the fans, but Potter's come in with the pedigree um, of sort of taking Spurs to Champions League final and making them a competitive team in the Premier League. He's come with sort of the, a much more refined squad. Uh, he had a greater input into the signings we made, he had a full pre season. He has a lot of things uh, in his corner um, to give him the best run at this season. It's just so disappointing what we've served up so far. Um, I think the, the excuses that he makes are, are pathetic, to be honest. Um, I, I I think your job as a manager can be made difficult by so many different things. But uh, listen, that's why you're paid the big bucks. Like, Can you do it or not? If you can't do it, if you're not capable, then... You need to you need, to, need to say that. You need to reference that. But I rarely ever hear him talking. I don't know whether that's just a, a personal thing, um, whether he just doesn't really talk about you know his tactical plan. Um, but I, I've heard nothing, um, almost nothing about you know what's going on on the pitch and why he wants to do it and where it's going wrong. Um, obviously, he must be telling players, but there's just a lot that that's concerning um, and. Yeah, going forward, are we really going to have a third manager change in in, in two year, in what three years? <sighs> anyway, um, moving on to going back actually uh, to our FA Cup fixture with Aston Villa. Um, did you catch the game and what do you think about uh, the result?
0: I did, a, I did. I made an excellent job. I didn't catch the game, bro. Yeah, But in terms of the result, um surprised, surprised we didn't see the goal. That, that, that was a positive, I guess. Um I yeah. chose to, to, to go to go train on, on, on that day, and I guess it was the which was I, I did hear um in terms of the report from the group chat that you know Petrich made some, some nice saves. Um other than that, I heard the attack was quite underwhelming. Yeah. Um in terms of looking at the lineup. It was a consistent lineup in terms of quite similar to this lineup um, against Liverpool. So I guess that's a positive. terms you know, so of it was the same front six, but it was just um, Chilwell in or Gilchrist. So there was a level of continuity there. But other than that, I didn't actually watch the game myself. What, what, what were your thoughts? Um, was it similar to this, the game today, um, yesterday, or how was it
1: for you? so I didn't actually catch the game either um I'll, I missed most of it um but from what I saw of it I, <clears throat> we we had chances uh a Cole pommel and came to comes to mind um he has like a uh, uh, he has a very good press uh he seems to always be in the right position for opposition to pass it to him in, in their box um he's quite a few of quite a few times he's he's been in a position to intercept the ball um, and you can see he presses uh, with his mind and not his legs um, and you know, as if he could just put some of these chances away um, but obviously coming off the high of the middlesbrough game uh, I thought villa would be a good test to see you know what what about that result uh was progress that we've made and what about that result was the level of opposition we were playing and um, obviously we gonna get past Villa uh, so we have to go back there on the 7th of February uh, so we'll see how that goes uh, obviously we have the cup final uh, against uh, Liverpool end of February um, so it'll be good to get some momentum before that game um, and speaking of momentum uh, we're in action right, again so we're going to
0: make that momentum bro have you
1: seen the February fixtures? Yes, yeah. I mean... Wolves,
0: I know a lot of people probably don't rate Wolves, but they're probably going to give us issues, man. You know, Neto's back from injury. You know, they've already uh, they've given us issues earlier this season. Gary O'Neill's been doing a good job with them so far this season, so that's going to yeah. be tough. Then, obviously, the Villa game in the cup. Crystal Palace, Ezio and Alise say they've been on fire. Yeah, we not have to play Man City at their ground. And we play Tottenham. Are they going to want to be exacting revenge for the game earlier this season? Then we end
1: the month, we get heel for one. It's
0: very possible we, we, we leave this month with zero wins,
1: and you know, it's very, it, very possible it doesn't get better because we play Brentford, uh, Tony on his return, uh, tour, then we play Newcastle, Arsenal. Uh, Burnley, maybe a chance for a result there. Then Manchester United. Um, Sheffield should be another transfer result. And then Everton, who will be fighting for their lives at this point. I see Brighton. They've already really,
0: really giving us issues this season
1: anyway. Yeah. Villa again. Uh, and uh, yeah, from then on, there's some sort of teams we should pick. I can hear the, I can hear the your
0: voice. I don't, I don't, you don't want to read the rest of those teams.
1: It's a it's a tough run. I, I, I feel you, bro, man. It's a tough run to the end of the season. We really have to get something out of that uh, cup final. Um.
0: Like I'm literally looking at the game. I'm we're, we're, we're definitely going to finish highest eight. We're probably going to finish where we are right now. We're probably, probably so, going to finish. It's just going to be a case where by the teams below us obviously don't pick up enough points to overlap us. I don't. I don't see us. So we anymore from here, man. It's, we're, we're four what, what points. What
1: we've seen so far. I don't know, man. We're four points off top six, right? Um sorry, five points off top six. Um and I think most people's re-evaluated sort of season targets, top six is acceptable, um, or good a good point to <laughs> to get to. Um top four is twelve points away. I think twelve points we'd have to go on a, a pretty consistent run um and that that seems tough with the teams coming up because you never really know what you're going to get from this team um we could be sitting here after you know palace city and and spurs um after the fourth round replay and the game we get points from is the one against city you you never really know how it's going to go so uh looking looking forward uh to Sunday, uh, the Wolves game. Uh, what sort of lineup do you want to see? What's your taken from what you've seen against um, Liverpool? What you saw against Middlesbrough? Um, what, what What are you looking forward to seeing going forward?
0: I'm not looking
1: forward to anything, man. <laughs> try,
0: try, to be try... Honest, bro. I'm, bro I'm, I'm already like I'm already trying to make plans for Sunday, man. I'm. Tr- I don't want to watch that. We we what like, this what, about, what this what 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 Poch has done to, to me this this has been irreversible man. <laughs> this this is honestly irreversible. I don't know I don't know. I, I I'm I'm lost for words. I've said it enough times. I'm lost for words, man. I'm lost for words. What 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 this guy has done to me? He's done a real number, man. He's done a real number, man. I don't think I don't think any woman has caused me this much issues. I don't think has <laughs> caused me this much issues. I don't think any bills will come me this much issues, but what Poch has done, listen, man. You, you, you know how they say, you know, God, he he says he's toughest, he's toughest. You know, problems for his for you so toughest warriors. Listen, man. God, I'm softer. I, I, I ain't got, I ain't got no more in me, man. I ain't got no more in me because what what this guy has done to me, I don't know how I'm going to come back from this. I honestly don't know how I'm going to come back from this because, boy, I'm 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 lost for words. I'm yeah. honestly lost for words, and I, and. I, it's like you said earlier, you know, in terms of, like, when you, when you were children. Like just my, my love for the companies, I'm co- I'm probably going to tune into the game anyway. I'm going to be less disappointed. But to be a bit more positive, what I want to see, I'm really hoping we can see Choco Mecca and Kunku play. I think their levels of link-up ability will be massive for our attack, especially. And it will help Palmer, you know, because I don't think Palmer could be the only guy, you know, really trying to connect things in, in the final third. Um, I'm hoping to see Jackson back up top because I don't want to see Palmer in the false nine. I've never really been a big fan of the false nine in general, so I, I'm much sure to see a striker there. Let the guy who's playing false nine actually play in his, in his rightful position. Gusto has to play right back. Koch is enough. is enough of playing the centre-back at, at full-back. Like, Please, please, man, please. And what, what else am I looking forward to? I don't know because I'd say I'm looking forward to seeing Enzo playing a little deeper, but I know that's not, not going to happen. I know that's not going to happen. I know he's going to be playing behind Jao Gomez, and they and him and I know Jao Gomez and um, Lamino they're going to be rushing Caicedo. <laughs> you know, I know they're going to be rushing him. I know Huang He Chan if he's Cunha, that triangle of Cunha, Lamino and and Jao and Jao Gomez probably Neto. In, 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 they're going to be rushing Caicedo. They, they're they're going to flog him. They're going to flog him. That's nothing to be looking forward to seeing. You know this, this, this poor guy. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what what po- poch is. He's really defeating me, man. No, no, no opposition fan, no opposition team has defeated me like this. I don't think I've ever been this dejected on a on a, on a pod before. Like I'm, I'm defeated. Like honestly, I'm 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 defeated, man. I don't I don't know how I'm going to come out from this. I honestly don't know how I'm going to come out from this because what what he's shown consistently. This is that. This is the most consistently. No, I, like, I don't think I've seen something this consistently not work, and I managed to not try and change it in terms of the build-up in the midfield. Like, I'm yeah. literally, I'm literally pulling my hair out watching this because you can see it, Dan can see it, Means can see it, timson can see it, Marie can see it, Sam can see it, but everybody can see it. Every single Chelsea fan can see it, but Poch can't see it. This guy, I think he may be an inside man. You know, <laughs> he may, he may be set. I, I, you're laughing, bro. But who's to say Tottenham haven't sent this guy back to come and infiltrate us and, and sabotage the club? Who's inside to say? job. Who's to say he's not the inside man? What about you, Jerry? What, what are you looking forward to seeing? Are you looking forward <laughs> to anything? <laughs> to Can be you honest, honestly, your heart, your heart, say you're looking forward to anything. Yeah. Other than the 90th minute. i
1: I'm, I'm. I'm looking forward to um, seeing Carney back. I was just starting to make a, an assessment of him as a player when he got injured. Um, I think I really want to see how Nkunku. Obviously, we don't know how, how much they're going to be using and what sort of minutes they're going to get, who's going to start. But um, Nkunku, Palmer, you just want to see the ballers' board, ball, to be honest. So you want to see how the, they interact um, with each other. I think also I'm. Um, looking forward to having a striker back uh I'm not the I'm not completely against Nicholas Jackson I, I don't think he's I don't think he doesn't have a place in Chelsea in the future but at the same time his limitations are there you know um and it, it'll be interesting to see what, what his Chelsea career looks like uh when all is said and done um because he, he there is a player in there somewhere um but again like a lot of these players he needs a lot of coaching and i feel like that coaching is easier when you have a a strategy a, a way of playing that's very very uh has a very strong influence over the squad um so they have something to look to uh, so a barometer to, to judge themselves by something to work towards something something to focus their game and I think that's that's also what Mudrik needs like I think if he knows that his role in the tactical plan is to do X and y then it simplifies everything for him uh, and I think with with these young players uh, I think that's what they need They're just uh, everything simplified um, so they can sort of build into that, get their confidence, and then you can let the reins go a little bit. But what, what, what do I know about youth development? Um, I think looking for this game, I, I kind of—I'll give you—I'll give you my lineup. Right. Um, I think obviously Gusto right back. Uh, I think he has to come in. Uh, oh, I just remember we don't have a left back. Actually, never we, we, we we do, but we do, but we we do, don't. We, 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 we don't. Uh, yeah. Listen, Chilwell's not that bad. That's that's not his level. He he, he will get better with a bit more game time. But uh, so Gusto right back, um, Silva, uh, Badia, Shield, uh, Chilwell. Then uh, I think I, I want to see Carney, Enzo, Caicedo. And then Nkunku, Jackson, Palmer. That's what I'd go with. That, that, I think that, that team can get something cracking.
0: Let's let's see, man. Let's see.
1: Because
0: so far, I'm I'm, I'm lost <laughs> I'm, I'm for words, but I still don't know what to say.
1: <laughs> Thank you, I to guess, the you, know, you know
0: what? You know what? I've, I figured out what I'm looking forward to. It's gonna be another 90 minutes close to this guy's out of the club.
1: <laughs> do you think? That's do you exactly think? Do you think he? Do you, do you think will, there's anything that could get him sacked?
0: Um, I don't think. I don't think they have the. I don't think they're gonna want to sack another manager this season. You know, and it'll be what five, six managers potentially which within within eighteen months. I don't think they're gonna do that. i think they're gonna give him the end of the season and then go from there because. If they're to honestly look at themselves and evaluate this season, can they really say he deserves another season after this? Yeah. And the answer is a resounding no. Unless he goes on some miraculous winning run, which we, you know, I know, the listener knows, God himself knows it's not going to happen. But I really don't know how he's going to turn it on. I don't know how he's going to turn it around. Honestly, I don't know how he's going to turn it I, I, I hope he does. I hope he does because at the end of the day, I'm a fan of Chelsea Football Club. I, I don't want to see a manager fail. I don't want to see the players fail. I don't want to see the club fail. You know, I don't care who the manager is. Just, just come and bring results and make us happy. You know, bring promising football. But at the moment that stops happening, that's when for me, the, the pitchforks are going to come out. And so far, man, the pitchforks, man, I'm sharpening them right now, man. They've been out. So, boy, let, let's, let's wait and see. Because I don't, I don't know how he's going to turn it around. Honestly, I don't know how he's going to turn it around. And... I respect the positivity, the positivity from, from certain fans,
1: the shout out my guy
0: Jermaine, and the rest <laughs> of you guys. But honestly, because I'm seeing Jermaine start to crack, man, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it myself. Yeah, you know, and the signs are there.
1: The signs are there. Yeah, the signs are there, man. The
0: signs are there. So let's 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 see, Jerry. I don't
1: know, man. Let's see. Well, uh, listeners, we'll leave you with that image of uh, Bab sharpening his pick, pitchforks. Um. And just uh, yeah, it's been Chelsea Hour. Uh, we'll see you on the other side for more, more Chelsea, more Poch, uh, more Enzo, all that goodness. Babs, thank you for joining me. It's been your Derry. Man.
0: Anytime. As uh, much as the therapy.
1: <laughs> well, at Chelsea Hour on Twitter, uh, follow the pod. Uh, peace. Thank you for listening. Peace.
0: We have Go to find a way through! Oh, that's magnificent! Magical from Eddie Nazar! Oh, that is absolutely phenomenal! We've M1, that's more like Kante. They do friends on Twitter and ranting. Doing the most. True, say that money is power, so when you get money, keep fighting. Ghost. Ghost. I remember when I shot my shot, but I didn't have crops, so I hit the post. But next time, it's a golden goal.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.